Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about Squid Games. Um, this series took Netflix by storm. It it dropped, I want to say, about maybe a week or two before Halloween, which was, in my opinion, that was perfect timing because of of all the stuff that was going on. A lot of stuff was dropping on Netflix left and right. As far as you know, getting into the um, the whole uh, Halloween uh, spirit and things like that, and man, this series right here, it is a series that kind of took everybody by storm. It was really something uh, I don't want to say innovative because that concept had been done before with movies like The Condemned, or uh, to where you're trying to save your own skin, but relative, but uh, or like even movies like the like I said the movies that condemn or even movies like Saul where what would you do in a life or death situation to save your own life how far would you be willing to go now what this show did was something very different the the concept of the sh- the premise of the show is that a guy who is kind of down on his luck he's broke he's trying to provide for his daughter and things like that and it's very hard for him to do that and he comes across this man at a train station to where if he wants to participate in this friendly game, he wins a grand prize at the end of the game if he can survive. And it takes a deadly turn towards the end to where um, to where these people's lives are on the line. And, you know, I think about 456 players are chosen at random to try to compete for this prize. And slowly but surely they are wiped off hundreds at a time, you know. It, it's it's crazy this show go really kind of delves deep into the idea of 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 what would you do how far would you go to for you know greed or money or things like that and and um this uh this south korean drama was from what i understand the guy who wrote it it took him it took 10 years for this show to get approved you know he had the guy who wrote it was in south korea trying to get it made for a mainstream audience and it took him 10 years just to get it in front of netflix netflix bought it thinking it wasn't going to do that well and man it blew up this was something very entertaining it was every episode i think i think uh, I want to say it's about eight episodes. The first two episodes, you really are the first episode. They're setting up our main character, uh, who is I don't even remember his name or anything like that. He's referred to as Player Four Five Six, and um, he, he they they show his setup. You know, it's kind of hard for him to kind of you know make money and things like that. He does have a daughter that he loves very dearly, and then he's involved in this. Ep- he's involved with this. Um, this squid game which is very interesting um episode two kind of picks up on the whole idea like what happens when you participate and it's that first game uh that first game comes out and it's like a kid's game it's like red light green light and man the the idea the idea that you could take a children's game and make it real sinister was very interesting to me because you know Saul had that same concept but rather than a game it's more of you have to do something very out of your element just to survive it's either kill or be killed so whereas squid game they take something so innocent like a game of red light green light and make it deadly you know the robot the the people have to get across the white line in red light green light however the, when the robot turns around and looks at you um 
and you're still moving or anything like that, you're shot at, you're killed. And it's an amazing, it's an amazing shot. That opening, uh, that opening where the guy gets killed and where the, you know, everybody's playing the game and certain people start to form alliances and things like that. It's, it's interesting to see that. The second game that they had was, I think it was that graham cracker game where, you know, you pick a shape and they give you a, they give you like a little bit of a cookie sheet with the shape that you pick cut out. The shape was, I think, a circle, a triangle, a star, and an umbrella. And, uh... You know, some of the people, some people, these people are, you know, doing everything they can just to kind of get away from it all. And you have to cut out your own shape from that, from that, you know, it looks like a fortune cookie. And you have to cut out your own shape. And if you, if your cook, if your shape breaks, you're eliminated. And that was, that was, you know, the more, the more aggressive these games got, the more, you know, hard it was as an audience member, you're just, you're biting your nails just trying to watch these people do these crazy things. And um, the third game, I believe, was the, uh, was, I think it was this pebble game, you know, where you have to try to pick, you have to pick a partner and things like that. Oh, no. The third game was the tug of war. And the tug of war is, you know, was very interesting because it, it had a sinisterness to it it had like an evilness to it, to the idea to where, you know, eight people are going to be on one side, eight people on the other, and you have to pull the tug of war. Now, normally in tug of war, once the the flag or whatever gets past the line, the other team wins. But the only way to win this one is to, uh, is to basically, you know, pull the, pull the other team down this pit. And if they fall, they fall. And that's the end of the game. And that kind of wipes off. It's like the more it starts off with 456 players. As every game goes by, like hundreds, like it's like half of the players are killed. More players are killed. More players are killed throughout this entire thing. The fourth game, in my opinion, was the um, was probably the most heartbreaking. It's the pebble game where they have to exchange pebbles and things like that. And there's this old man in the game who's, you know, it looks like he has dementia and things like that. He's not really paying attention to what's going on. And you realize that, you know, you have to take advantage. They, they kind of do take advantage of him. Our main character does. And he picks up on it and he leaves him with a heartbreaking message. Somebody, I thought you were better than that. And I was like, wow, it's crazy. Then there's another guy who's, I'm not sure he's Asian or something. He looks Middle Eastern, but he speaks Korean and things like that. So, and his betrayal when when the guy the scholar is what I call him because that's what he basically is betrays him it is such a heartbreaking moment and then you have these two like teenage girls who both have you know their own reasons why they're participating in the game and then when one chooses to stay behind and the other one is like what the hell and then like this when the players are killed in that moment like once we dwindle down to to very few left it um it's, it's real, it's, that's where the emotion kind of kicks in, and you don't realize who's running the show, like, who, who, what kind of sick person makes people do this, I think the more, the further we get into the show, the more we get into the background of this, and then at the same time, while all these players are trying to compete for this prize, we have this undercover cop who's there on the island trying to figure out what happened to his brother, you know, who went on the same island and just never returned and things like that. And 
you have a murder mystery and a horror film moving all put in together. The the fifth game they have this uh platform this glass platform they're both sides are glass and you have to get across the plat you have to get across the bridge stepping on these pieces of glass and things like that. If you step on the heavy glass, it um it tells you that uh one glass breaks, one glass does it. Ah, excuse me. One glass breaks and one glass doesn't, and that wipe that was by the time we get to that fifth and final game, we're down to like maybe sixteen people and things like that and once we get to the end of the fifth game, we're left with three players left. We're left with the single father, the scholar, and one teenage girl who have different motivations on why they're competing in this game and then one girl the girl the teenage girl is is stabbed uh she's got a piece of glass sticking out of her stomach and she's bleeding out and uh she sort of dies you know in between the last game so now we're left with the scholar and the single father and they play what is called the squid game which they eerily play it in the in episode one it's a bunch of kids just playing this game you know it looks like a baseball diamond they got a triangle they got circles everywhere and things like that. It, it it seemed it seemed real innocent in the beginning. You know, it seemed like a, like a regular kids game. Like these were games that you know the that all these characters grew up playing and things like that. So now we get to the final episode and it's this moment of moment of truth. Like what's going to happen? Like somebody has to win and somebody has to die. And the the emotion is there. The emotion is just really all there they wrap it up in a way that is so convincing that this guy went through this guy went through so much to kind of get where he was going and then finally player four five six he was the last one to enter the 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 game and he becomes he's the last one standing he wins like i think it's something like something like four billion dollars or things or something like that that was the grand prize at the end but Man, this show really, really is like a character study on what what you would do in a situation like this. How far would you go to not only win money, but to save your own skin? And you realize that throughout this entire, you know, uh, this entire series, you know, you get backstories on certain characters. The single father, the scholar, the the teenage girl, you have the background on this gang member. You have a uh, background. You don't really get a background on certain characters. Like the old man doesn't really get a background. There's this crazy chick in there who just wants to be accepted, but, you know, she she's betrayed and things like that. And then you have a husband and wife and things like that. You have all these different elements of of realism throughout the show. And then, like I said earlier, they got a, a murder mystery in there because you got this undercover cop going through this. So I think the last three episodes, they kind of show what he found in his investigation and things like that. And it's amazing to see how, how well, well constructed this series was to kind of make care you, because the, what the writing is so good that you feel for these characters, you feel bad when certain characters are betrayed. You feel bad when, you know, uh, when certain people are killed off, you feel bad, you know, every single time that something like this happens and, you know, that's good writing right there. When you're invested in characters, when you're invested to the point where, um, where you actually give a shit about what's going to happen, and you're trying to, you, you know, it keeps you on edge 
on uh what's gonna you know what's gonna happen to certain people and then by the time you get to the end like I, I like by the time we got to the by the time we got to the platform which was the fifth game you really had no idea who was gonna win you know certain people were killed off you're like okay cool those make sense but at the same time it's like you know who who's who's gonna be the last one standing you know, that's that's the real question. And it's like, what more can these people, how much more can these people actually go through before they realize that something ain't right? Like, you know, it's a game that that is both, it's both creative in a way from a storytelling standpoint, but from a realistic standpoint, it is, it is, um, it is hella, I can't even describe it, like, it's it's sinister in a way that is beneficial to it's like it's almost like um it's almost like if you've ever seen the movie uh like like the hunger games or like people you know you're you're working with people who don't really who don't really have a whole lot to live for like the reason why i compared it to a movie like um like uh, the condemned was because ten inmates are on death row and you really don't under, nobody really understands nobody really is really gonna give a shit about the, these people who are on death row if they kill each other they kill each other you know nobody's really gonna care like death race that's another good one where you're you're in a race for your freedom basically and you know it's all sense like that but you know with Squid Game it was a little bit different because of the fact that. We don't know who's going to win and who's not going to win. We don't know who's going to... We're invested in these characters from the very beginning. Because, you know, like I said, it it, it really kind of goes to show you uh, a character study in a way that is both heartbreaking and that is both interesting. Because rather than being, you know, inmates on death row or something like that, or, or people you really don't really give a shit about, you know, these were people you're invested in. These are people you're, um, you kind of care about from the very beginning. And it, it goes a long way and it shows you that, you know, that's what separates film. That's what separates this series from any other film that it's kind of created with, uh, kind of bunched in together with, you know, like saw, you you're you're curious to see what'll happen if they don't make it and you know with the condemned you know you're rooting for steve austin because he's the main character same thing with jason statham and death race you're rooting for one character so whereas in squid game you're rooting for somebody who you can relate to and you when these characters are killed off you know the the emotion is there man and my I got to say, like, episode one and two, you can probably skip because it they, they are kind of like just filler episodes. You're, 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 it's the introduction of the main character who is player five, four, six, and then the introduction of the actual squid game itself. And that's really it. You know, you get back in episode two, you get backgrounds on everybody else who's there, but you could care less about those people because by the time you get to the end, not too many people are going to get, um, not too many people are left standing to actually give a shit about. And then in ep- the final episode, I think the last 15 minutes of, of, the, of, the, of the series is kind of what took me out of the whole thing. Like, it really bothered me, the fact that how it ended, how the one guy survives and he just, 
he he has his plan and then in one moment in one split second it he changes on a dime and it's like dude this 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 doesn't make sense he kind of goes the hostile route rather than you know you made your greatness rather than you know just you've escaped and you know go about your business just go on home and you know forget about this whole thing you got to exact revenge on, you know, you got to make sure that nothing, nothing like this happens to somebody else. And I was like, ah, you become like something. You become like an Avenger, basically. You're going to make sure like nothing, a superhero. You're going to make sure that, you know, what the, the fucking horrifying thing that you went through trying to win this billions of dollars, make sure, you know, make sure nobody else goes through that. And that really bothered me. Anyways, guys, that's going to go ahead and do it for today's episode. If you like today's episode, be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, Pandora, wherever you're getting your podcast from. Be sure to follow the Madhouse podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure uh, you drop me a line. Tell me what you thought. Is the Squid Game uh, worth, the, uh, worth watching on Netflix? I think so. It's really good. Uh, definitely check it out if you're looking for something to watch on Netflix. I'm pretty sure everybody's already seen it by now. Uh, if you have not seen it, I don't know what's, what the hell you've been living under a rock or something. But anyway, uh, I'm, I was told that season two is has been greenlit. I'm just not sure um, when it's coming out. I know the guy's starting to write it again, but he just it took him 10 years to get... Um, the first series made, so hopefully we don't have to wait another 10 years to see another uh, Squid Game. Uh, but anyways, guys, be on the lookout for more episodes as they drop. I've already dropped my uh, review for Hawkeye. Episodes 3 and 4 are already out right now, so be on the lookout for that. I'll be dropping more episodes as they come. No Way to Die, uh, Reminiscent, The Night House, and other horror movies that are that have uh, come out, as well as my Spider-Man series, which is also going to start later today, Spider-Man Part one, the first one in the Tobey Maguire series. We're going to start with that one. And we're going to go all the way to, we're going to cover the three Sam Raimi Spider-Mans, the two Andrew Garfields, the two Tom Hollands, and of course, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. All leading up to Spider-Man No Way Home, which comes out next Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. All right. Uh, Yep. Next Friday. So be on the lookout for those as they come. And as always, guys, be sure to embrace your inner madness.